So let's review. The previous Mishnah taught If a person stole someone's field and the government then confiscated the field from the Gazan, it depends. If other fields in this province were also taken and this was not because of the Gazan, the Gazan does not have to pay the owner for the field. If they took the field because of the Gazan, he does pay the owner for the field. And as the Gemara explains, even if the Gazan did not actually steal the field, but rather he indicated to the officials to take this field, he's chayv because the taste explains the Mishnah holds doing din digarmi, one is liable for damages that were caused indirectly. The Gemara proceeds with a brisa that discusses the halachas of a miser, an informer who caused someone's property to be confiscated by the authorities. If the authorities coerce someone to show them someone else's assets, he's not liable to pay because one is not liable for damages that were caused indirectly if it was by coercion. However, if he actually handed them the person's assets, he's liable to pay because he caused the hezek directly and it was not garmi indirectly. Rabbi adds, if he showed the authorities someone else's assets without them compelling him to do so, he is chayv because it is considered as if he actually handed them the assets. The Gemara continues with an incident in which ansu akum the authorities compelled the person to direct them to someone's barrel of wine. And afterward, the authorities compelled that person to assist them in carrying the wine, and they did so. Rav Ashi ruled that even though he was not of Nasim beyond, he is potter, because the ukme ilave meikara miklikalye. When the authorities originally confiscated the wine, it is considered as if they burnt it already, for which he was potter because it was garmi, and now he was merely carrying their, their wine. However, in the Bryce's case, if the authorities compelled him to hand them someone's bundle, and he did so, he is chayev, and it is not considered mikli kalye, because the Bryce is a case of kukain dekoi betray avri nahara. The authorities were on the other side of the river, and without him they were not able to confiscate it. The Gemara proceeds with an incident of a person who was a meiser and Rav Kana killed him, because as the Pnei Yeshua explains, one is permitted to kill a meiser because he is considered a raidif endangering people's lives. Rav instructed Rav Kahana to escape to Eretz Yisrael and join the yeshiva of Rabbi Yechanan, and he told him that he should not argue with Rabbi Yechanan for seven years. When Rav Kahana arrived at the yeshiva, Rashlakish perceived his greatness and told Rabbi Yechanan, A lion has arrived from Bavl. You should prepare your share carefully. On the next day, Rav Kahana was seated in the first row, but he did not argue with Rabbi Yechanan. As Rabbi Yechanan continued, Rav Kahana was slowly demoted to the seventh row. Rabbi Yechanan then told Rosh Lakish, Your lion has become a fox. Rav Kahana then said, The seven rows that I was put back should be considered as the seven years that I was told to wait. Rabbi Yechanan then repeated this shir, and Rav Kahana argued with Rabbi Yechanan until he was promoted to the first row. Rav Kahana continued to argue, and Rabbi Yechanan's cushions were removed, which he was seated on one by one, until he was sitting on the ground. Rav Yechanan stared at Rav Kahana and noticed that his lips were split because of an injury, and it appeared as if he was laughing at Rabbi Yechanan's defeat. 
Birchanan was offended, and as a result, Rav Kahana died. Afterward, and Rav Kahana was revived. The Gemara continues with an incident of Ahu Gavad Avamafkid Lekasa the Chaspa, Sliku Gamvi Ilove, Shaklo Yavulahu. A person was given a silver cup to safeguard, and when robbers entered his home, he gave it to them. Ravashi said it depends. E Inish Amidhu Adaita Dide Asu. If the person was wealthy, he is Chayev, because the robbers came to steal from him, and he appeased them with someone else's item, and he's considered a Maiser. Viloi Adaita De Chaspa Asu. But if he was not wealthy, he's part because the robbers only came to steal the silver cup. And as Taisa explains, Ladas Kane Hifkidu Hushayatzel Boy. The owner's intent was for him to give away the cup if robbers were to come and steal it. Sakta Mishnah Shatva Nahar Oimala The person stole someone's field, and then the river overflowed and flooded the field. The Gazan does not have to pay the owner for the field because they hold Karka Ain Nigzelis, land cannot be stolen, and there is no Hibashava. The Gemara explains that this machlekes is based on the general machlekes regarding how to interpret a pasuk that includes a klal, a general word, and a prat, a detail of that word, and then another klal. When the Torah uses both general and specific terms to describe the necessary items for halacha, there is a machlekes which of the following two approaches to take. Ribui umiyut biribui. A series of inclusionary and exclusionary terms which ultimately includes everything except specific items because it is interpreted in the following manner. Ribui, the first ex- inclusionary term, would include everything. Therefore, miyit, the exclusionary terms, limit the cloud and serves to exclude anything that is not similar to the specific examples. Therefore, ribui, the final inclusionary term, reaffirms the earlier cloud and teaches that everything is included, and the miyit only excludes specific items which are the least similar to the prat. Klalu pratu klal a series of general and specific terms which ultimately includes anything similar to the specified items because it is interpreted in the following manner. Klal, the first general term would include everything. Therefore, prat, the specific terms, explain the klal as including only the prat, excluding everything else. And therefore, klal, the final general term, serves to include only items that are reasonably similar to the prat. In our case, we first have a klal in the pasik v'chichesh ba'misay and then the Prat in the same Pasuk, Bepekadon, Oy Vesesumasyad, and then the Klal in the next Pasuk, Oy Mekalashe Yishav Alav Lashakar. Rebelazah Darish Ribuye Umeute, Rabbanan Darish Yiklali Aprati. Rebelazah expands the Pasuk as Ribuye Umeute, therefore the first Ribuye, Ribokomili, the Klal includes all Pratim in the Isra Gesel. The Miyut, Miyut Shtaris, the Prat excludes only a loan document from the Isra Gesel because it has no inherent value. We do not exclude karka because the second ribu teaches us to be more inclusive and in that the meat excludes only that which is the least similar to the prat, which is staris. Therefore, karka nixalus. However, the chacham expound the pasuk as klali uprati. They were the first klal ribu kalmili. The klal includes all pratim in the isergasel. The prat excludes more items like karkois, avodim, vishtaris, because the second klal teaches us to be less inclusive in that the prat excludes all that which is not similar to the prat. Karka as well as follows. The Isra Gezel applies only to movable objects, which also have inherent value. This excludes land which is not movable. And Avadim Shahukshulukarkois, servants who are compared to land. And Shtaris Shaafabishamatlan and Gufan Mamun. Loan documents because they have no inherent value. Therefore, Karka ain't in Nixalis.